Welcome to the Wilmington Chambers podcast, your source for in-depth information about critical issues facing businesses in southeastern North Carolina. I'm your host, Natalie English, President and CEO of the Wilmington Chamber. The Chamber is a membership association of business owners, and we aim to advocate on behalf of those businesses to access the resources that they need. We also uh, play a role of leadership development in our community. We educate business owners on things they need to know with regard to policy and rules and regulations and the things they need to know to be successful. And then finally, we offer over 100 opportunities for business leaders to come together and network uh, with each other. Uh, today, we're going to continue our conversation on New Hanover County's economic mobility strategy. And today we have, in addition to my colleague, Josh Hollingsey, Josh, there, uh, Vice President of Small Business Development at the Chamber. We have Jennifer Rigby, <clears throat> Chief Strategy Officer at New Hanover County. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And Robin Spinks, Chamber Member and a Principal at Greenfield Development. Thank you. Thank you for Glad being here. Glad to be here. So the last time we were able to get together, we talked, we had Josh just kind of tease us with the work that he's doing in existing <clears throat> business retention and expansion. And so I'm hopeful that he will share with us some of the some of the successful projects he's been working on and those things that he can tell us. So, you know, in case you were wondering, economic development is not a public activity. It really is critical no. that as a project is working through all the phases before announcement that word doesn't get out. Sometimes it's because a company's relocating from somewhere and they're not bringing all their employees. And what, what devastating news it could be for someone in another community to learn that they're going to lose their job because somebody in the new community talked too soon. And that's just one of the examples of why economic development is not done uh, completely in the light of day. And so, Josh, when you with those those thoughts in mind, what can you share with us of the, some of the successful projects you've worked on? Yeah, no, no pressure. So we'll we'll <laughs> go with the theme of. Uh, some of the companies that have been in the news and we can I feel pretty good about talking about because <laughs> I think they're they're fun they're a little different uh, they're they're exciting um, iFly uh, you know Patrick um, McGuire and his partners a veteran owned business uh, is looking to to locate a essentially a small <coughs> business but it's a, it's a large investment uh, to Wilmington for an indoor skydiving facility so we've been involved with with Patrick and his team scouting sites and locations, um, excited that that their team was able to make um, some some real progress at an, uh, at the uh, Wilmington Planning um, Board, um, receiving a, a favorable um, a favorable decision to, to move forward on a rezoning of a piece of property on Eastwood. So that's a it's an exciting business. Um, obviously, the the connection with the military. Um, at, at the nearby uh, facility in, in, in Fayetteville is exciting. I think it's a neat mm -hmm. connection for our region. It's a large investment also you know, for a small business. It's about a $10 million project. Wow. Um, it's some, huge some, for a small business. Yeah, some, some, some local <laughs> employment um, and, and ultimately offering a service um, that, that has commercial application, right? I can't wait to take my, my three and five-year-old. <laughs> and uh, me. Right, right, and Natalie, right. <laughs> hey. um, but also... Having that service for for our, our military is, is great to have in Wilmington. It's a nice connection. Um, also, you know, one of the the more recent projects, and again, these are small scale. This is small business. My my passion and and, and where I love to spend my time uh, is a little company called Ripstop. They're a manufacturer based out of Pennsylvania. Uh, we're, we're really attracted to the Wilmington market largely because of family. Uh, they they found. Wilmington, uh, because a, a daughter had relocated to the region 
uh, they visited, uh, wanted to be close to their um, to their daughter and, and look to relocate their, their small manufacturing facility uh, somewhere in the Wilmington region. We're, we're happy that they've made a decision to, to locate um, in a small industrial business park um, in, in the North Chase uh, community. So mm-hmm. uh, just a really great story. I've been around for uh, almost 40 years, veteran owned again, maybe that's the theme of today's podcast. Um, but looking at you know, small, small you know, job creation, but also bringing their, their specialized uh, manufacturing equipment to the facility. They were able to find a supplier for some of their textile goods um, in North Carolina already. So kind of com- completing that supply chain, you know, idea of, of being able to bring more of that local versus going uh, overseas. Uh, so I think that's a, a neat story too, from a, from a small business perspective. And both of those are just new, right? You know, they're not existing. Um, but they're they're bringing investment and bringing uh, job creation um, from somewhere else. Good sure. stories. They are great mm-hmm. stories, and and he's also working with existing companies. Um, and the theme, <coughs> in addition to veteran-owned businesses, which I think is fantastic, the the other tie between most, if not all, of them have to do with with land. Where will they go? Um, facilities, and and we talked on on a previous podcast about the limited amount that we have and in being sure we preserve and protect it. And so, um, Jennifer, I know that our county and our city have done great work around identifying the right land uses across the, our community and love to hear how that ties in, you think, to our economic mobility uh, strategy. Absolutely. Um, there's definitely an important tie to the way in which we use our land. We we only have so much here in New Hanover County. We're, I believe, the second smallest county geographically in and the, the state. And the third most dense. Yeah, right. And the third mm-hmm. most dense. So we've got to be really strategic and really efficient in how we utilize what we have here. And um the county and the city have both undertaken uh, comprehensive land use plans. Those were adopted several years ago. Um, The focus of those really was to um, create more of a mixed-use um, development pattern. And and at the county, we call this complete communities. And so we're looking at communities that have not only your residential land use classification, but commercial um, and service so that folks um, have what they need in close proximity to, to them. So that's a very important tie, making sure that we have enough commercial um, space for businesses has been a real important focus. It's real easy for everything to get gobbled up by residential, and and certainly um, residential is an important component, but it's a balancing act that that needs to be done. And so that's that's really where the county is in terms of trying to develop these complete communities. And it's important to remember from a consequences standpoint along those lines is that residential, although it has a tax base, has a cost that goes along with it. Absolutely. And um, those costs are schools and utilities, which are uh, more dense to them. Mm-hmm. It's more expensive to bring utilities. And commercial and industrial are the ones that bring money from the outside mm-hmm. and, and also money that runs around, but they have less cost. So they pay the mm-hmm. same tax rate, but they also bring in sales tax if it's retail and then 
in terms of manufacturing and, and the wages of the you know the people who will then turn around and spend it here. So, and to your point, Jennifer, in terms of just to give an example, there's only 1,400 acres of commercially zoned land left, and only 4,200 acres of industrially zoned land left for the rest of time in this county. And that's not very much. And so if we don't preserve that land for its appropriate use compared to the residential, um, it just, and and we know that the suburbs are in other counties, unlike most communities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's real important as the center that we maintain that commercial commercial use and the comprehensive plan has right now it's good that's and that's undeveloped obviously mm-hmm. I was talking about undeveloped acres mm-hmm. so this is good we just have to remember how all of that when we have people come before us <laughs> right and it's it's hard you know when you're in a, a neighborhood and you see a commercial use and and there's you know some uncertainty there mm-hmm. and so it, it does create some angst most people's homes are their largest investment. Mm-hmm. And right. so um, so certainly there does create some angst. And um, we also need to make sure that we're, we're planning for the future as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those spaces represent jobs. Right. And as we continue to grow uh, our region, especially from a population perspective, faster than any in the country, we have to be sure we're growing the jobs and the businesses. And in terms of that, the infrastructure for those jobs in terms of uh, manufacturing in particular is here. The the outer communities have a lot of land and water and sewer and electric and gas, but they don't have the port, they don't have the river, they don't have the airport, they don't have the Mm -hmm. things that businesses use as their site selection criteria. So it's not like they're going to Certainly some can go to the suburbs and will, and, and there's some great parks, industrial parks that are being developed in our neighbors, but uh, it's just really important to remember that we're the center of the job creation. <clears throat> As is normal. Uh, most regions, mm-hmm. all regions have a center. Uh, tr- most, some might have two, but we, we are one, and we're, we can't grow to the east We've grown as far to the east as we possibly can, so exactly. we definitely have to have to look to our partners. And um, and and I think that um, not only WBD but also Brunswick BID are, are phenomenal partners in helping us make sure that we are creating that the jobs that we need in our region. We just have to continue to focus on that, and then ensuring the talent is also there for all of the people that are move, choosing to move here. We have a number of people in our community who have not been upskilled because of that gap between the lower income jobs and the higher income jobs, Robin, that your report outlined. And so we have to identify the ways we upskill people in our own community and keep them here. And now is the time. In the 45 years I've been in the economic development world, I've never seen it this busy. And so we have to take advantage of it while it's here because over those 45 years, we've had a number of ups and downs. And so uh, we have to be prepared when, they're, when the ups are, are there so that you can take advantage of, of what the opportunities are. So it's really important. Well, <laughs> Now's and, a good time. And being a good partner to those businesses that <clears throat> want to create the jobs, whether it's around workforce or the product that they need to cite. You know, we, we have a client Josh is working with now uh, who needed to have some 
uh, review, and Josh can talk a lot more about the specifics if appropriate, but they, they needed a little help from us to check into the septic system to make sure it could accommodate the, the growth that they wanted to bring to that particular facility. And, and you know, they didn't want to sink those costs into a what if. And so we sunk some costs into a what if in hopes that uh, whether it transitions for this particular client or provides us with the information we need for a future client, maybe it's extension of water and sewer, uh, you know, whatever that might look like in the future, mm-hmm. ensuring that we are partners with those who are interested in growing our economy by adding jobs to the community. Well, you mentioned water and sewer extension, and that's a critical piece of the infrastructure Mm -hmm. development, making sure that um, we are growing our water and sewer so businesses and residential units and so forth can tie in um, to that, that infrastructure. One of the things that we recommended along those lines was to take a big picture look at those 4,000 acres that are left Mm -hmm. and evaluate them right now to see which ones have the best infrastructure capabilities so that uh, we know where things need to be expanded and we also know what's the most high priority to preserve. We also talked about uh, existing um, or shall we say former industrial properties that might Uh, be brownfields and Mm -hmm. needing to try to do what we can and go after some EPA money to look at the analysis of those Mm -hmm. and clean up so that we can repurpose some of those. Uh, So that, and and those are absolutely where the infrastructure already exists. You don't have to bring it there. Right, right. (laughs) So that's that's a good place, uh, a good cost-effective place. Well, and many other communities have, have redeveloped <clears throat> parts or all of their communities using just those processes right. and the grants available at the federal level. Um, I'm intrigued by that opportunity. Um, I think that there's phenomenal opportunity in New Hanover County, and I'm excited that we're all rowing in the same direction to get all of that done. I'd like to thank you guys for joining us for this series to talk about the Economic Mobility Plan. The Chamber, Josh and I, are thrilled to partner with New Hanover County, Mm -hmm. Wilmington Business Development, Wilmington Downtown, Inc., uh, and the other partners, especially CFCC and UNC Wilmington. So thank you so much for joining us today. That's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to the Wilmington Chamber podcast, your source for in-depth information about the critical issues facing southeastern North Carolina business owners. We hope that you'll join us again next time. And if you have an inclination and aren't already a chamber member, we'd love to have you join us and attend any of the 100 events we have every year to meet others like-minded business owners in our community. Thank you.